It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 26th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, we'll talk all about the Magic scheme against the Portland Trailblazers, a 128-114 to loss. Uh, that had a lot of problems in it and a lot of things that the Magic should be concerned about as far as especially when it comes to building for the long term and the kind of culture they're looking to establish. I'll get into all of that in just a bit. But before we go any further, I want to remind you that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network here about here from experts just like me covering their teams in the excruciating detail that you come to expect from Locked On Magic. There's a one do, There's someone doing it for every single team in the NBA. Looking to get a leg up on the Milwaukee Bucks through the Magic play on Saturday, you should check out Locked On Bucks. I know they do a fantastic job covering the Milwaukee Bucks. You can check out Locked On NBA for a national perspective as well. It's your best resource. Honestly, it is your best resource to the NBA, a daily podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just go to, lo- go to iTunes, search for Locked On, and the team you are looking for. So, the, the Orlando Magic taking on the Portland Trailblazers, a team that, as I said um, yesterday, was really going to test the Orlando Magic in a lot of ways because they've got a lot of shooters and the Magic struggle still with giving up three-pointers and, and getting, back to, uh, getting, back to, getting back in transition to cover three point, covering the three-point shot. They got guards who are really good in pick-and-rolls, which, yes, the Orlando Magic still struggle with that a little bit, especially at point guard. And Orlando certainly uh, faced that issue in this game with the way Damian Lillard played in the second half. There was a lot to get to in this game. Uh, there, there was a lot about this game, but really, um, you know, we can sit here and say that Damian Lillard was a big piece of it. He scored thirty, uh, what is it, thirty-four of his forty-one points in the second half. He scored nineteen in the third quarter alone. Big part of it. Absolutely. He torched the Magic defense in so many ways. Just working in the pick and roll. Getting open for three-pointers. Just taking advantage of, of the ball movement that Portland had. What, what little they did have, actually, because they only had 24 assists on 48 field goal makes. He was a big piece to the puzzle for the Portland Trailblazers. There's no getting around that. There's no denying that. But this game was still more about the Orlando Magic because... Damian Lillard still only had seven points in the first half. Orlando did something right on him. And really the problem and the issue in this game, as Steve Clifford rightfully pointed out after the game, was the Magic's defense. After a stellar, exemplary defensive effort Monday night in Boston to get that win, the Magic just were never quite on the same page defensively on Thursday night. On Thursday instead, Orlando looked lackadaisical. 
for lack of a better word. I'm not one to sit here and say that players didn't try. I think they tried, but the attention to detail wasn't there. The focus and intensity that is necessary for this team to play at the high level that they need to play at was not there. Not for the majority of the game, at least. Clifford said said after the game that, you know, it really started in the first five minutes. And you could see it throughout the game where the Magic were just kind of flat-footed is the way I would describe it. They weren't fighting to get over screens. There was a, a kind of, again, a lackadaisical feel about the way that they were approaching and the way they were attacking the, the sets Portland was running at them, whether it was pick and rolls, whether it was just simple, simple screen actions. Orlando had their moments. Let's not, complete, let's not completely throw the team out here. Portland led for most of the game, most of the game by double digits or around double digits, but they never pulled away. Orlando never trailed by 20 points. This was never a blowout. Into the fourth quarter, the Magic had a chance to win this game. So as, as poorly as the Magic played defensively, and they played poorly defensively, they still had the chance to win the game. It was, I think, a three-point game late in the third quarter or early in the fourth quarter before an 8-0 run brought it back to 11. And that was the constant push and pull of this game. Portland would race ahead. Orlando would lock in for three or four, maybe five possessions. They'd come back in the game, get it down to five or six maybe. And then Portland would go on another run to get it back out to 12 or 13 points. I think I said this early in the fourth quarter on Twitter. The Magic aren't getting blown out, but they're not really threatening Portland either. And that was the case despite the offense generally playing pretty well. Sure, there were some moments where the team went into the tank, which which they will offensively. This is not an offensive team. But the defense absolutely cannot play the way that it played on Thursday night if this team wants any kind of success. Again, there were bright spots. Jonathan Isaac blocked a couple shots, looked good defensively. I thought Aaron Gordon looked good defensively. I thought Nikola Vucevic looked solid defensively. But overall, Orlando was unable to direct ball handlers where they wanted them to go so that guards could recover. They were unable to stop the team, stop the Blazers from getting the good looks they want. They were, I thought, late to loose balls. And that's just not a formula for this Magic team to win. That's just not a way for this team to win. And so the, 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 what felt like the game-clinching play was an initial solid effort from Jonathan Isaac to knock the ball away. Then Yusuf Nurkic beating Nikola Vucevic to the floor. Jonathan Isaac kind of stopping, to be perfectly honest, as the ball trickled out to Damian Lillard, who drained a three-pointer to make it a 15-point game. That's how this game went. And if there's a lesson, which I will discuss in just a moment, if there's a lesson, it's that the first effort is not enough. Going through the motions defensively is not enough. This Magic team has to be all about the details. Certainly something that Steve Clifford preaches, I'm sure, all the time. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? 
Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Before we dive into that topic, though, I do want to go over the final stats. Just talk briefly about how guys played in this game. The Orlando Magic, of course, falling to the Portland Trailblazers 128-14, giving up 70 points in the second half. 70-66 to 66 in the second half. Again, that's simply not going to get the job done for Orlando. They win the sec- they win the second and third quarters. They fell behind by 11 in the first, giving up 33 points. So from the beginning, Orlando was down and chasing this game, and that's just not going to cut it for for Orlando. Portland led by as much as 16 points, never trailed in this game. Uh, again, Orlando coming from behind from the very beginning, just not the way this Magic team is going to win. Portland shoots 55.2% from the floor, 11 for 27 from beyond the arc, 21 of 26 from the foul line. They get 41 points from Damian Lillard. Again, 34 of those 41 coming in the second half. 19 of those in the third quarter. 22 points from C.J. McCollum. 18 from Yusuf Nurkic. 17 from Zach Collins. 11 from Seth Curry. Portland's not a team that has balanced scoring, so to get that kind of production, especially off the bench from Collins and Curry, is killer for for, for any team trying to beat Portland. So again, Orlando's defense was bad all the way around. Even the bench struggled a little bit defensively, which, which it's done very well defensively throughout the year. Orlando is led by Nikola Vucevic, 24 points, 11 rebounds, 10 for 16 shooting. He just continues to put up solid games and solid performances like this. I really don't have anything to complain about with Nikola Vucevic. Honestly, even his defense, I thought, was really strong. Um, I really thought his defense was um, was was pretty solid. Not, not I mean, not game changing, which is maybe what the Magic need, but um, but you know, Mohamed Bamba is not there yet, and and I think Vucevic is doing a, a really really good job um, again. Uh, overall this season. I don't think there's much to complain about with him. Terrence Ross off the bench with 21 points, four rebounds for him, eight for 14 shooting, five of nine from beyond the arc. Ross, I thought, especially in the first quarter, provided some good energy. Um, I thought that he, uh, when the Magic were really struggling defensively, he brought some defensive energy to this team that they desperately needed. And, And Ross ended up finishing this game for Orlando in a close game, or what was the Magic trying to come back. His three-point shooting was invaluable. Obviously, he's he's a little bit of an offensive spark for this group as well. Um, Ross has just continued to play play well. I I don't think there's really much the Magic should or could be upset about with Ross. Um, he's shooting a 39% effective field goal percentage, I think, entering the game. Um, so there's still, obviously, room to improve. There's still um, efficiency that he needs to get. But overall, I think Ross is kind of filling the gaps of what the Magic need. And that's, that's kind of what he's always done since he came to Orlando. I think the fans really like him. Uh, I think the team really likes him. They know how important that he ultimately is for this group. Aaron Gordon with 17 points, 6 for 11 shooting. I mentioned that Ross finished the game. Gordon did not. And there's not really a good answer for why that was the case quite yet. Um, I thought Aaron kept the team alive, uh, afloat in the third quarter really, really well. Um, his shot selection is still leaving something to be desired. Defensive effort is usually pretty good. I thought he was fine defensively on this night. He's been pretty good defensively on the ball. His rebounding starting to tail off a little bit, but um, a, a solid game for Aaron. I, you know, I think there's some. I think there are just too many guys that 
offensively Clifford wanted to play, and, and he stuck with the group that, that kind of finished that game instead of going back to Aaron Gordon. Probably, uh, honestly, maybe a decision that he regrets, maybe one that he doesn't. Uh, we don't really have an explanation for that at the moment. Evan Fournier with 17 points, 6 assists, 6 for 16 shooting, 1 for 6 from beyond the arc. You know, just an, it's seeming like another typical Evan Fournier game. Gets his points, gets his numbers. Not the most efficient night for him. Still struggling a little bit from beyond the arc. You trust him to get it back because he's he's a veteran. Uh, passing his way up for him, which I think is really good. Um, Mobamba had 8 points as well. Jonathan Isaac, 10 points, 7 rebounds. 4 blocks for J.I. Had one possession where he got 2 blocks in a row. Isaac's playing good defense. Offense is starting to come around. I think that's a really good sign for him. Final guy I want to talk about, though, is DJ Augustin. Uh, nine points, three for four shooting, made both of his three-pointers, three assists. That looks like a solid offensive game for him. And, and I think his offensive game starting to come a little bit into form. He's, he's had a couple of good performances in a row. I would, I would say Monday, even though he struggled to shoot, made some big shots for this team. So he's starting to come around. But he really struggled with Damian Lillard. And, and I think... We all kind of knew point guard was going to be an issue for this team. It it is, um, you know, Magic are certainly deficient there. They're really gonna they're really struggling to defend top end point guards and and you know Kyrie Irving went off against Orlando. Kemba Walker went off against Orlando. Now Damian Lillard's done the same. Um, it's it's tough to have a defense that's really tied together if any player. But especially a point guard, because they're they're better passers typically, when they can just get into the lane at will. And and I think that's what happened in this game. That's what happened against Charlotte, especially. Uh and and you know, I don't think it's all on DJ Augustin. I think that it's a team effort, but it's tough when the head of the when sort of the head of the snake uh isn't swimming in the right direction or isn't going in the right direction. And uh, unfortunately, I think that this is sort of a reality for the Magic, a reality that they have to face, that that they're just not moving, that 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 they that or that they have this big deficiency at point guard that they really can't solve quite yet. Um, I think that there will be nights, not like this, but there's going to be nights where the defense looks good, looks okay. But this big deficiency is there. And again, it's not the pile on Augustine. It's not all on him. Um, the Magic, you know, have a lot of guys that need to step up on that end, especially in this night where it just didn't seem like the Magic had the right defensive approach and energy. Um, but this is this is going to be a recurring problem. I don't think this will be the last time we talk about DJ Augustine's defense on point guards. And, and as we get more data... Um, and as we get more, uh, uh, another look at this, I mean, uh, we'll take a look probably at this again Tuesday when the Magic face De'Aaron Fox. Not an elite point guard by any means, but a guy that can really burn you if you're not careful. And against a team like the Kings, getting Fox going is a key to, 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 to winning games for them. Um, it, it's going to be tough to, to figure this all out. It's going to be tough to, to, to find a workaround uh, with this, especially with the other guys the Magic have on the roster. Um, Jaron Grant doesn't seem to be doing much better. Two points, one for five shooting for him. He had five assists, so the, the numbers are fine, but the defensive numbers are not there. The defensive ability is not there. You know, I think Grant still kind of jumps and tries to cheat a little bit um, instead of relying on his on his physicality and his length, which I think is what the Magic really want him to do. So um, Orlando ends up shooting 50% from the floor, 12 of 30 from beyond the arc, 16 of 20 from the foul line. 
not a lot for them to complain about on the offensive end. Uh, you know, I, I think I said this as well. If Orlando's going to score 114 points, they got to win the game. So this game was really all about the Magic's defense, uh, and I think that's gonna that's probably one of the bigger takeaways from this game. If if there's a lesson to be learned that the Magic must apply from here on out, it's that their attention to detail on defense has to be at its utmost. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And, you know, I think that's sort of where we need to leave things right now is through five games of this 82-game journey that that is the NBA season, through five games, we still are learning who this Magic team is. I think think Clifford said this in his post-game press conference that, you know, it's going to take a while to form a cogent identity. It's not something that happens overnight. It's not something that, you know, you show up the first day of training camp or you go even go through a whole training camp and suddenly that's who you are. It's, it's about repetition. It's about, you know, do, coming in, doing the work, doing it over again, doing it over again, doing it over again until it's second nature, until it's automatic. And, you know, we can look at these five games. Orlando's sitting at two and three. They had a, a really nice win against the Heat a dud against the Hornets, a strong offensive performance and a loss to the Sixers, a really strong defensive performance and a win against Boston, and then another kind of dud defensive performance where they competed against Portland, 2-3. and three. I think if there's a common thread through all of that, through at least four of those five games, it's that, you know, this Magic team is going to fight a little bit. And I think that's a fair thing to say. I think, I think even... Uh, in this game against Portland, you know, there's probably a time last year that, you know, Orlando's down by 16 to Portland that this becomes a 20, 25-point game. On several occasions, the Magic might have done that last year. And so, at least to this point this year, Orlando seems willing and able to fight back, to, to, to make a run to nearly overtake that lead, to nearly get back into the game. But, of course, they're not there yet. Of course, the the Magic still don't have all those pieces together because while the fight might be there, while the intention might be there, the execution is not. And that's really where the Magic have to be at. Again, that's where the Magic really have to put all their attention and all their focus, because it's the execution, it's that attention to detail that will separate them having another very poor season where they show some some glimmers, but general inconsistency, and a season where, you know, they begin to form the foundations of who they want to be. Again, it's about repetition. It's about doing the same thing over and over again until it is habit. And the Magic have bad habits they need to break. 
for sure. Last six years have been full of bad habits. The magic need to break. But a big piece to this puzzle, a big piece to this puzzle is realizing that those little details matter most, especially to this team. This is a Magic team that does not have a margin for error. There's no Rudy Gobert to clean things up. And, as, and you know, I think Aaron Gordon and several players said this about the Magic's defense. You know, having a lot of strong defenders around you allows you to cheat a little bit. You can get a little more up and up into your defense, into your guy, make his life a little harder because if he beats you, you're covered on the back end. And there have been times this year already that the Magic have covered for each other, that they have made that next rotation and covered for each, and, and covered and, and, and made the stop. But it's it's not all the way there. It's not all the time. So it's still growing. It's still developing. It's, it's, it's not all there yet. Can't quite expand things out yet. And so those, those little details matter because the margin for error is that much smaller. It's, it's that way on offense too. You can't rely on talent level alone to get you to your goal. If the Magic could, they wouldn't be in the situation they are today. Portland can. Portland can be uneven offensively, and Damian Lillard can take over and win them a game. A team like Boston can. Boston didn't play well against the Magic on Monday, and they still had a very good chance to win that game. Philadelphia didn't play defense at all against a bad offensive Magic team and came up with the big plays at the end. They, they have the margin for error. Orlando doesn't. To win these games against good opponents, Orlando doesn't have to be perfect, but they have to be pretty darn good. It's going to be hard to win a game against a Portland with a B-minus game. Certainly, it's going to be hard to win without the defensive effort and intensity that the Magic lacked in Thursday's game. And so not only do the Magic have to want to do the right things, which, again, I think Thursday they wanted to. They have to do it with intensity. They have to do it with energy. And they have to do it precisely. They can't really make a ton of mistakes. Certainly no, no like, near-fatal mistakes. And that's the real difficult part of this Magic team and this Magic season. As the Magic have to get this right every single night at a high level if they want to compete against these really good teams. They did that Monday night. For long stretches last Saturday, they did that against Philadelphia. Thursday night, it just wasn't there. It looked like the Magic weren't engaged in the game. It looked like Orlando was trying to do the right things, but going through the motions, like they were at half speed. And that's just not going to cut it for this group. 
it might say something that Orlando still had a chance to win this game. If they could have just snapped to attention in that fourth quarter, they might have won this game. But it never came. They couldn't reach into those reserves and make it happen. And those defensive breakdowns and defensive mistakes, that lack of attention to detail, is already costing this team games. Cost them Thursday night against Portland. Cost them last Saturday in Philadelphia. And it's those kinds of self-inflicted mistakes the Magic have to get rid of. If Damian Lillard beats you by finishing over defenders and making tough shots, you live with it. That's fine. Damian Lillard shouldn't beat you by getting to the basket almost unencumbered. By going wherever he wants to go, not where you want him to go. And by making open threes. Barely contested, if it contested at all. The Magic, as good as they've looked at times, still have a long way to go. And, and you know, we, I think we talked about this a lot. This early part of the season, this early stretch of six games, the Magic really just needed to survive. Get wins where they can. And you know, stay above water. Milwaukee is a good team. They're undefeated so far. They're playing really good basketball for the most part. If they're 2-4 and four entering Tuesday's game against Sacramento, I would call that staying above water. They've, they've, they've done their job. They don't want to lose too much contact with being 500. But they're there. And now they just got to start building up the confidence in the wins, hopefully against an easier stretch of the schedule. Again, maybe there's no easy stretch of the schedule. It's the magic. But certainly, Orlando has to have this attention to detail. Orlando has to be focused on the little things that make their team a success. And they have to do that with intensity if they want any chance of winning this season. I want to thank you all again for joining us today uh, Today for today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at the impact Terrence Ross has had early on this season, check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can always follow us on Twitter at OMagicDaily. That's going to do it for me today. I will be back again Monday with a recap of the Magic's game against the Milwaukee Bucks. Get you ready for the week ahead. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.